Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Starting Small Music Podcast. I'm your host, Justin McCormick, and today we have a very special guest with us. We have the musical director for Chapel Heart, Darian Hodge. You're going to hear Darian's story of growing up in Louisiana and what first got him into music. You'll also hear the story of how he joined the band Chapel Heart and getting to play the Ryman with Marty Stewart. I had a great time talking to Darian. I hope you guys enjoy the episode, and we'll see you at the end. Just keep a smile on your face and it'll be okay. Try not to be bitter. You gotta do it either way. Keep a smile on your face and it'll be okay. So when life throws a jab, you gotta duck out of the way. How you doing today, Darian? I'm doing good, bro. How you feeling, man? I'm doing good. So getting around your story, you grew up in Louisiana. What was your childhood like? Um, I, Well, I come from a family of music. All of my family's musician. Like my grandma still plays piano in church right now. You know, she's in her she's in her 70s, late 70s. Like she's still in the piano in church playing. So that's really where um I got my start. Um, My uncles watching my uncles play for since I was I mean, like five years old, just wanting to really play music. You know what I'm saying? And I've been playing professionally since I was 13 years old, bro. So I've been doing music professionally full time since I was about 13 years old. So that's really, that's where it all started, man. All all in the church for sure. You know, then I got into, got into some touring stuff late in high school and, you know, kind of playing with a few different people, but yeah, it started with family, bro. Started right at home. So that's really where it got started. Around the house growing up, what kind of music was getting played that kind of was your first introduction into music that kind of made you feel a connection to it? Gospel. Gospel all day was just, we were listening to gospel all day, different different gospel artists, just all gospel all day. And maybe some blues stuff, listen to some blues stuff every now and then, but it was all, all gospel, man. My whole childhood was gospel. So was it your grandma that made you want to like start playing an instrument? Did she start kind of teaching you piano? What was the first instrument you ended up picking up? I ended up picking up drums first. So yeah. drums with pots and pans, you know, boys always pots and pans, hitting on the pans and shit. Um, pots and pans. And then I start playing with piano a little bit, um, fiddling around. I thought it was kind of hard, but it kind of came, it kind of came a little natural. You know, so it was just like hearing certain things and then I grabbed the bass. So right after that. So my uncles actually started me playing drums and then it just went from there. So how old were you when you ended up picking up the bass then? Man, about 14 years old, 14, 15, 14, 15 years old. Yeah. So, so do you think that you kind of had like already like a good pocket since like you would already played uh, drums before picking up the bass? Like, how did that help you? Yeah, whenever you whenever you play drums, you can pretty much play anything. I feel that's my that's my opinion on it. You know, what I'm saying if you know how to play drums and you know how to um, keep the beat, keep everything solid, then that's really where you know what I'm saying. That's where the foundation is, and then that bass just follows right along in that pocket with it. You know what I'm saying? So if you can, sure. if I get if I got a good drummer, I'm set. You know what I'm saying? I'm set. Okay. Right. Totally. Now you said you got your first professional gig at 13. Kind of tell the story behind that. Man, so um, it was actually church. So I was sitting in, um, I was sitting in a studio session with my uncles, and um, this guy comes in and he's like, "Man, I need a drummer for this church thing tonight." And my uncles were all like, "Well, Darren can do it." You know what I'm saying? I'm like, 
all right, cool. You know, didn't know no music, didn't know anything or whatever. And uh, went to the church and just and played. And I got the job after that. And they like start paying, start paying me like $120 every two weeks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. stuff. but at 13, I'm able to buy shoes. I'm able to buy, you know, I'm able to exactly. that's balling at 13. Right, 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 right. So yeah, that, that's where it got started, man. I did that. Um, I did that for about three years, bro. And then um, I got into talented music in the high school. And um, once I got into high school, I started learning a little theory and, um, you know, some other stuff like that. And I, I just took off from there. just wanted to continue to progress from there, you know? Yeah. Did you start forming bands in high school kind of with your friends at that point? or I did, man. I did, bro. I did. We started doing like... Um, we started doing like little jam band stuff, so we would we would perform at school, which yeah. was which was fun, you know. Grab grab some guys from the band, um, and we would just do like some jam band stuff, bro. Like just playing, come up with our own stuff, come up with our own music, and it was it was it was super fun back then. It wasn't work. Now it's work. Back yeah. then, it, back then it wasn't work. It was all fun. We didn't care about money. We didn't care about time. It was just like let's just do it and let's you know have fun while we're doing it. So yeah, in high school for sure. Do you think sure. it helped you like form the bands with your friends, like coming off of playing with like some older guys that have been playing for years in church? Like you kind of came in with a strong foundation because of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, simply because I, I always I was I never really knew how to be a leader at a young age, but I wanted to be a leader. Mm -hmm. So like watching older guys be leaders showed me like, OK, this is what you have to do. This is how you do it. This is how you speak to people. It's like little stuff like that, you know, to make sure like I don't want to come off disrespectful but i want to be firm on what i'm saying to you so that you can understand my passion for what we're doing right now right. you know and that's what i feel that's what i feel like leaders leaders do whenever you know a good leader whenever he can tell you what he wants without being disrespectful or without you know what i'm saying making you belittling you or making you feel less than or, you know like yeah yeah for sure yeah now, senior year of high school what are you thinking uh, that you want to do after? Are you wanting to go to college? Are you wanting to launch off into music? What was your thought process like? Man, I wanted to launch off into music. My goal, my my biggest thing I wanted to do was go to Berkeley College of Music. I wanted to go to Berkeley. You know, it's every young musician's dream. Everybody wants to go to Berkeley. Everybody. So, um, what I did was I I just started watching videos, and I was like, man, what can I do? What can I do after school? So I end up going to Dillard University um after i graduated from high school and i had a concentration in music industry mm -hmm. you know and then it was like do i continue to go into this or do i like jump off in the field and before i made that decision i got called for a european tour um with this group um joyful in the spirit of new orleans which was like a folk band kind of group kind of like some inspirational music type deal yeah. and i got called to go out to do that for three months and um that was that was it from there i took that and i just was like okay this is what i'm gonna do you know what i'm saying and i never i never got to um finish in the music industry program but i've been doing this touring since then so that was 2017 it was late 2017 and then i've been going full-time ever since then so what was that first experience on the road like? I mean, one of your first big tours and it's in Europe, like kind of take us through that process. Man, um, <laughs> I got called for the tour and was from actually from one of my professors from school and was like, look, you can do this. We send you off, you know, and um, 
I went over there and I was with a bunch of old guys again. So it felt like older men. It was like they were in like the 60s, you know what I'm saying? Like 60, 70. So and they were very, they they do this tour every year. They were doing this tour all the time. Yeah. So it kind of brought me back to my early childhood, like I was saying earlier, when I was with the older guys whenever I was younger. So that and I was the youngest. I had to be like 21 on this tour. And everybody else was way, way, way older than me. So it was like it wasn't the partying, it wasn't the girls, it wasn't the group, it wasn't, it was none of that. It was go do the show, go to your hotel room. You know what I'm saying? And we we did um we did Spain, we did Italy, we did Germany, the Canary Islands. Um what else do we do? Um, did we do London? We did London. Like we were, we were just like going, going. It's like a, a bunch of private planes, a bunch of um small jets, and um, it just it was it was amazing for me selling out venues, selling out historic theaters, you know. And we were playing like little stuff like when the Saints go marching in, just stuff they wanted, you know, stuff they want to hear culture wise overseas that they don't get there, you know. Right. So we were doing a lot of that music, and it was a crazy experience, man. And I I was homesick. I was so homesick. I was homesick so bad, bro. Cause and I'm and I'm there with all these older guys, and they they ain't making it no better. Cause they like, what you want to go home? You want to go home? You ready to go home? <laughs> so, yeah, that that was a crazy experience. But I would that was my that was my first experience overseas, and it was just like I wouldn't trade it for nothing. Cause it taught me it taught me a lot about the industry for sure. For sure. Now you're currently the bassist and musical director for Chapel Heart. Kind of tell the story of how you ended up uh, meeting up with them. Man, uh, so I started, so I I was always doing stuff around the city. So, you know, when, you, when you're in your city, you work and you're seeing different people. So I had already knew of the girls and um, me and um, Devin, who is one of the singers in the group, me and her were already friends just via social media, you know, mutual friends kind of thing. And so um, my homie Ezel Smith was the drummer at the time. And I just I just hit him up and I asked him, I'm like, man, do y'all have like a unit? Because I always would see them switching bands. I'm like, do y'all have a unit? Like, do y'all have like a solid unit? Mm-hmm. And um, just fishing. It wasn't nothing, you know, just nothing serious. So he was like, yeah, um, he was like, actually, no, we don't right now. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, well, throw my name in the hat, you know, let them know I'm I'm available to do some stuff. I had just moved to Houston. So I was just kind of looking for just little stuff to do, you know, um, or whatever. So they end up hitting me the same day, hitting me up the same day and was like, you down to work? Well, let's work. And my first gig with them was South by Southwest in Austin. We did South by Southwest in Austin and um, history ever since I've been with them for a year and a half now, (laughs) a year and a half. So it's like, it's very, it's very fresh. I got the um, musical director job in December, right before the tour. Right before the tour started. Yeah. So um, they were like, look, we love how you how you orchestrate things. We love how you arrange the music. Like, let's bring you on as the musical director. Like, because I was just a bass player. Then I started playing keys with them as musical director. So I started playing piano with them at music director. So and being on start since then, being on this tour and everything, it's been nothing but sweetness, bro. Nothing but sweetness, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. No. How does that change your day to day going from just being the bassist to the musical director? Is there any like added things you have to do like before the show? Always. Um, so that comes down to set list, um, organizing the stage, stage plots, um, inputs, making sure our writer is correct. Um, just 
advancing the show in its entirety. You know, like that's just what I do on on a daily basis. Like when we get off of this, like I have to I have to dive into building the show for Canada this weekend that we like I said we're doing with Tanya Tucker. Yeah. So that's gonna be um huge. We did some stuff with um we did some stuff with John Party, Laney Wilson. Um we did a show with um Chris Jansen, which was that's pretty awesome. cool. Yeah. Um what's she got? I mean, we've you name it, we've been on the stage with him. It's pretty Nico Moon. Is Such a high energy show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh man, I love Nico's show, bro. We opened up for him a few months ago, and that was uh, that's that was actually crazy. So, man, we've been on with him probably twice now. So it's it's just been it's been super cool meeting all of these people and just seeing the different artists and seeing how down to earth they are, man. Because I don't have a country background at all, so I had yeah. to go study. You know, I had to go study like hard. I did. We did um the rhyming with Marty Stewart which was amazing. You That's know, legendary. Marty, oh, man. Yeah, man, man. Marty was the coolest guy ever. Like, we did a rehearsal with Marty, and he was all jokes. But when we got to work, the music was, the whole band was just, it was it was amazing, man. And I, play, I played organ on that, and we had our guitar players in on that, too. So that was pretty cool. What's it like getting to back such a, like, great guitarist like Marty? Like, do you just let him go, like, when you're oh, man, playing you the band? Or- surprisingly he was like this y'all show like i'm gonna be playing with y'all we were like no marty no you solo take you take this solo here you do this here like you know it was crazy and just and just getting to see him in his element you know what i'm saying like selling out the rhyme and you know of course and it's just like being in that room was just so inspirational you know what i'm saying like seeing all of these different artists and it was it was amazing and all and of course all of the musicians that he had with him you know just like perfection you know these this is like history and living history you know so it was crazy it was crazy now you kind of touched on it uh did you you probably didn't expect to be playing country uh like when you were younger kind of uh first getting introduced to music kind of uh what was that like to kind of have to learn the genre had you already listened to it before you kind of started getting country gigs no, I actually had to. It was it was actually a culture shock, man. It was like, OK, I'm playing music. This is what I'm used to playing. So when I would listen to the music initially, I would be like, oh, well, let me put my swing on such and such. Or let me do this for this. So, you know, and it was just like, no, that's not that's not the originality of what country is. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I had to take a step back and actually study, bro. And I did some digging like um I love like Luke Combs. I love, you know, um, like I said, John Party, um, Chris, of course. Man, uh, the list just goes on and on. Um, Jimmy Allen is another favorite. Darius Rucker. Those are like, I love those guys. So I had to actually go sit back and just listen to True Country and just see like kind of what it was and what, how musicians move through it, you know, and how the simplicity and the just stuff like that. So it was like when I took that time, I learned to appreciate it a little more because it wasn't it wasn't all of what I thought or what I you know, what I come from, which is more of like movements and I'm moving a lot and I got a lot of this and I got a lot of that going on, you know, and it was kind of like, no, just take a step back and understand the the joy of what it brings. And I kind of start listening to the stories that it just that they create and like now is one of my favorite genres. <laughs> you know Heck yeah. Yeah. Now do you uh do you want to be like on the road and tour for as long as you can or is there any part of you that wants to do like session work in like LA or Nashville? Yeah, I, I'm I'm 
moving more towards the Nashville area. Want to want to get to Nashville for sure. Um, but as far as touring, I just I want to tour as long as I can. You know, what I'm saying as long as long as I as long as I can work, as long as I can do it. You know, I I say I want to tour because it's the beauty of the road is like so important you know what i'm saying like getting to see different things getting to be around different people i have some crazy experiences like when i first met john party um was the illinois state fair uh-huh. and we were getting ready to leave we did a three-piece we had it was just drums bass guitar and tracks and we did that and all of a sudden i turn around and john party's whole band is behind us like listening to us like just like in awe like man like this is crazy it's crazy so um kevin murphy who's the drummer for um for party he like was like look man y'all stay inside stage he gave us like ear packs for for their show and was like let's listen to everything so we were hearing all of their cues all of their tags like all the talk back it was crazy so we got ready to leave like, all right guys see y'all later i get a text on my phone from lee who is the music director for party and he was like hey we're hanging backstage if y'all want to come backstage turn the car around go back <laughs> we instantly went back and we're sitting back there with john party and with all his musicians and just kind of, and laney's musicians as well who are my friends too and um and they were just like just giving the game man and just talking and just telling us like man look this is like y'all got it. Like we plan to see y'all on, on on down the road, and it was it was amazing. Like I really, really, really enjoyed that part of it. So once that started, now when I talk to them, when I talk to those guys, and when I hang with those guys, or I actually run into them in rehearsal spaces in Nashville whenever <laughs> we, you know, when we get ready to go on tour. So that's like that's pretty amazing for me. So I love that. I love sure. That. Now, I like to close my interviews by asking, what's a piece of advice you've learned along your journey that you give the younger musicians out there? Um, hmm. What would I give my younger self? Stay focused. Um, if this is what you want to do, stay focused no matter what. It The journey isn't easy and you can't skip any steps. That's the biggest part of it. Um, you can't skip any steps. You have to do everything that it takes to get to the point where you want to be. If you skip the steps, I don't care. However, however you think you got to make it, you got to listen to other people. No matter what you feel like, you got to take advice. You have to listen to other people because sometimes you just don't know. I tell people all the time, you know what you know and you don't know what you don't know. How are you going to tell somebody what you know if you don't know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know. So you have to take, take the time, study, be focused and, um, just strive for greatness no matter what, man. It's a lot of good players out there. It's a lot of amazing players out there, bro. Like so many great players, but everybody's not going to be you. You have right. to be yourself. You have to be yourself because that's what artists love. They love originality. They love somebody whose personality wins majority of the time, bro. Personality wins. If you could smile and you can, and you can be a great hang and you can play, you won't lose your job. stay focused and stay disciplined man for sure well guys there you have it my conversation with darian hodge darian thank you again so much for coming on the show i had a great time talking with you everyone go follow him on instagram at underscore d hodge and make sure to come back next week to hear my conversation with drummer ryan tant Check out Starring Small Music on YouTube to see all the video content from our interviews. And also, follow Starring Small Music on Instagram, at Starring Small Music, and let us know who you'd like to hear on the podcast next.